This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Are you looking to save 50, 60, even 70% on your phone bill? Well, here's a tip. Broadvoice.com. Hi, it's Brad Staggs of Blaze TV here. Broadvoice offers high-quality phone service for only $8.95 a month. You may ask, how can I save so much money? What's the catch? Well, the secret is the technology. Broadvoice uses VoIP technology that takes analog audio signals from your phone, turns them into digital data, and then transfers them over the Internet. This means crystal clear sound and cheaper phone bills. Broadvoice has been ranked in the Deloitte Technology Fast 500 and Inc. 500 as one of the fastest growing private companies in America. Get Broadvoice right now for only $8.95 a month. Keep your existing phone number for free and Broadvoice will send you their easy plug-in adapter free. All this and you get unlimited local calling for just $8.95 a month. Plus, for a limited time, Broadvoice will even give you your first month free. Do what we did here at Blaze Radio. Make the switch today at broadvoice.com or call Really? So we are, uh, yeah, really. From the big news that uh, Glenn fell off the wagon. <laughs> I not, think not alcohol, is not it? Not alcohol, but uh, the food wagon that he's been on. Yes. i got to tell you, I think I agree with you, Stu. I think there's more. I think there's more. I, I think, think there's, there's more, to more too. He says no. He, he says does no. say that. We asked him off the air, uh, and he said, no, there's not more. It was just the, th- the three peanut butter sandwiches, Six of bread the two pieces butter. of bread, bread with butter, <laughs> And uh, an entire box of mini Oreos. And, and then there's another box uh, of birthday cake Oreos that seem to be missing. Well, that's just he seem to be missing. He doesn't know where doesn't they know. are. <laughs> Not sure why he feels the need to hide that after all the other stuff he admitted to. But I don't know. Whatever. Uh, that's more. huge news. I mean, cause I, we, I think that's such a stupid choice, though. If you're going to, yeah, seriously. You're, this is what you're hung up on. You haven't done this for a year. And it's it's gross Oreo cookies that you're gonna and and peanut butter sandwiches. Come on! I think you're a I'd little. Have, I'd have delicious rolls. I'd have uh, croissants. I would have pie. But I would that have ice cream. At the time, at Come the time, on. he's locked in the house. I kind of go, kind of go with him. He's locked in the house. No. He's got a break. He went out and bought. Why is he locked he in the out, house? He's not no, locked he in the house. He, he went out and leave. bought the cookies. He couldn't leave. You could have bought something better than that. I will say this: chocolate <laughs> mousse. I mean, something. Look, as usual, uh, you and Glenn are extremists. What yeah. I would say, as the <laughs> rational person here in this group, is that. Uh, you know, I would agree with you. I would not choose Oreos as my top thing after breaking a diet for a year. But you say they're gross. They're not gross. They're pretty good. Yeah, they're gross in comparison to what you could have had. Yeah, and this is actually, I think, a life management point that is crucial. <laughs> oh, uh, this is, I would say, one of the biggest discoveries I've had over the past five years. Okay, this is this is big. Uh oh. Which is. Do we have a sounder or something? No, we don't have a sounder. There's no. <laughs> there's no alert. Uh, I look. We. As people who are generally fat, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, occasionally attempt to keep it in line. Yeah. 
Um, and that's, I would say, that would call, I would all that's of us lifestyle change, fall yeah, right into yeah. that. Yeah, right. So we're in that category of like, look, we're not in shape. We realize we're not in shape. We realize that our looks are not doing anything for our success in our careers. We got it, okay? We're there with you. The point, though, is that we do, t- we do try. We go through periods. Yeah, we don't care because we're so much deeper than that. That's you know not what I mean? true. That's really not so, true. so much <laughs> deeper. <laughs> right. That's what we try to People convince ourselves. People love us for what's inside. Well, the I like genius, to convince myself. The beauty inside. I must be so incredibly mm-hmm. smart if they let me on TV. Mm-hmm. See, it's it's like, yep, yeah, you know, a, a good-looking guy can get on TV easily because right. Uh, right. You know, he's appealing to an audience in this medium, uh, where I am not at all. So I must mm-hmm. have something else I'm bringing to the table. <laughs> Uh, and I do have that. It's called availability. Uh, <laughs> uh, but so when you're on this, you're in this vibe where you're sort of like a guy who you know, occasionally you're on your diet. And then, you know, sometimes you break it and you just eat whatever the hell you want. The thing I've struggled with over these many years, Pat, is it's, it, we're all going to go off the diet. But you have to plan those things yeah. so you eat the maximum amount of unbelievable food. Mm-hmm. What I wind up doing is... I'm like, screw it, I'm eating whatever I want. And then I walk into the first place that I am and buy whatever is on the shelf and eat all of it, even if it's mediocre. And then I'm like, I just wasted it. Mm. I had all the, I I was, you know, I I ate, you know, healthy for, you know, a month. And then you break your, you know, diet or whatever and you go in and you eat like, you know, the store brand, uh, (laughs) you know, vanilla wafers. And you eat an entire box. You're like, why the hell did I do that? I could have gone anywhere. I could have gone to any fast food restaurant. I could have gone to any bar and grill. I could have had the most ridiculous macaroni and cheese I can imagine. And yet, what did I do? I had uh, vanilla sandwich cookies from Hydrox. See, I wouldn't do that. I I don't do that. So you plan it out? No, I plan it out. Oh, yeah. If I'm going to, if I'm going to jump off the wagon, mm-hmm. I'm going to jump off the wagon, right? <laughs> See, I like, I actually have come up with a list now. But then my problem is, once I, I do that, I just keep going, too. I just keep going. Mm-hmm. And then pretty soon, of the 35 pounds you just lost, I mean, just as an arbitrary example <laughs> off the top of my head, <laughs> okay. you've gained back 20 all of a sudden. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. That's a weird. It's huh, a weird, specific. I mean, I don't know why those two numbers spring to mind, but let's say, you know, arbitrarily, that's what would happen. Okay. Okay. Mm, that's an interesting example. Mm-hmm. And this is what makes me believe, because I, th- I think Glenn is the same guy, mm-hmm. as, you know, in that way. I think he's the same, has the same thing going for him. There have to have been more yes. incidents than just I this one Oreo thing. I agree with that 100%. Yeah. You're telling me. calling him a liar. For a year. That's what you're frankly This doing. guy went off with this diet for one day, mm-hmm. had a bunch of Oreos, some bread, and some peanut butter, and now all of a sudden is back on his, like, super mega it? healthy diet. He didn't go, to, he didn't go get, a, uh, he didn't go get a, a, a giant cake. He didn't have any pie. This is a guy who's the son of a baker. Mm-hmm. Right. All he did was go to the store and get mm-hmm. Oreo cookies. Mm-hmm. And that was, it was just a picture no. of Rafe with those pancakes at the IHOP that morning. He didn't uh, have any of that, please. Right. Stop yeah, it. See, this is a great point, Jeffy. Stop it. Uh, I, think, uh, I, I think there's more to the story. This is like one of those things where, uh, oh, Tiger Woods got in a car accident <laughs> in his driveway. Mm-hmm. Oh. And it all unravels. Huh. That's interesting. That's how, do, how do you get in a car accident in your driveway like that? And then, and then that's huh, weird. His wife beat out the back window with a baseball bat. That's kind of uh, strange. Huh, I guess that's, that's it, though, right? Weird. Oh wait, no, wait. it must have ended there. Wait, wait. There's a woman saying that she slept with Tiger Woods. Wait, wait, now there's nineteen. Of them? Nineteen of Oh, I wait, bet it stops there. He's off there, the tour. He's never going to win another tournament. <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> 
<laughs> That's what this gets to. Yeah. I do feel like, I, as we were talking about that, I did feel like he was going to end it with, like, heroin. Yeah, I know. Like, it escalated and escalated and escalated. Oh, I'd be bummed if it was that. And then well, but, I wasn't there. And he didn't buy it from you. I mean, that would right. be rude. Uh, yeah, we, we all have an understanding around here. If we're going to go on a, you know, a 12-day bender, you should at least buy the drugs from Jeffy. Thank you. It's only fair. Yeah. All right. Triple Eight Seven Two Seven back. Happy Earth Day, by the way. Have we wished? Have we wished oh. a Happy Earth Day yet? Oh, happy, on this program. Happy Earth Day, because it's the only planet we have. Mm. It's the only one. So let's. That's actually not true. There's a several, and they're all uninhabited. So we could go to another one if we wanted to. Uh, it, I would say we own those planets. No one else owns them. It's uh, not really technically the only planet. As we far have. as we know, uh, I would guess. That there is a lot of planets that are inhabited, that would that would be my guess. Mm-hmm. But it's just a wild guess, not so wild perhaps. But it's a, it's you know got, we, there's got to be. We're the only ones. We're the only accident in every like the that thing that just didn't happen. But we first that we believed it did, and then now we believe it didn't. But when it blew out, you know that Big Bang, there was a. <laughs> And then everything shot out, oh, and we just happened to spin into the only orbit in the universe Ooh. where this accident occurred. I don't think oh, so. I hate to uh, uh, to burst your bubble here, but there was no was big no Big Bang. bang. That's yeah, maybe, that's, that's not the, the problem. Consensus that's anymore. the problem. <laughs> now we've been here for an eternity. It turns out. Yep. And uh, I so I don't know. But se- seriously, do you believe you got to believe there's you believe there's life, right? Uh, Other than us, uh, no. Yeah. I'd say yes. I mean, again, like, I don't know. It's a weird one because if I'm going to really analyze it, I think the, like, looking at probability, I think absolutely there are other life forms on other planets. However, if you look at it in a way of, uh, you know, um, in a faith way, you might say, well, why wasn't any of that mentioned? Because it's not relevant to our salvation. So that's that's what I believe. Um, and I believe that they were created by the same God as as we are. Mm-hmm. And they look like us. He's not going to create little green men and say, you know, he created us in his image. But I created you in the little green men image. That's well, he created happen. dogs and they, they're not in his image. No, but I mean, humans, when you're creating people, and I, I mean, there'll be people and dogs and, and the same type of life on another planet. As well, <laughs> I mean, but if we're going to get deep into I, it, I mean, the little green men have evolved from what we look like now. No, <laughs> okay. just no, no. Um, I, no, it's a, it's. A, I will say this: it's as good a guess as any, right? Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't know the answer to it. I, I don't. I, I honestly, I actually do. Pat does. So know. trust me on it. That's okay, what I, I guess I trust Pat. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but it's like uh, who knows with this stuff. I, again, I do. As I told the you. essential uh, to the salvation I mean, the thing is an important pointer. Right. Yeah, it's just not a, It's not essential. Uh, do I care that necessarily? No, because it's yeah, really I, not important to my I salvation. I don't really care either. I think it's, it's just kind of cool to speculate about, and and that's why I don't think that you know we'll never be invaded by some other you know intelligent species that are more intelligent more advanced than we are because I, I don't think a loving god would would have you know some of his creation come over here and dominate other well it happens here on earth quite a bit well, no i'm talking about the highest form of life there's a difference between humans mm-hmm. and animal life no i agree but over they, which we have dominion but we've uh, dominated you, other humans other humans yeah, have been dominated time. many yeah, many yeah, times uh, yeah. slavery course, existed we, we, do, we do wrong things mm-hmm. okay. yes but you don't think yes. an alien species could do something wrong not to that extent <laughs> no 
No, I don't think that would be a wall. <laughs> Why not? We'd well, be, because been... we'd be defenseless. I mean, we'd be... There's there's, we go do into countries it. all the time that are defenseless <laughs> compared to us. <laughs> That's like our gig. <laughs> That's what we do. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. It's an interesting... Plus, I, I, I also believe that the chances are we develop at about the same rate. So they're probably at around the same place we are. But look at the diversity just on this planet. I mean, in the way you people develop. We developed much, much faster. I mean, there's still tribes in this in this world that haven't developed at all. Yeah. You know, there's entire countries. I look at North Korea. They have basically no electricity. It's pretty unusual, though. It's not, pretty I, unusual. There are billion. There's still, a, what, a billion people that don't have electricity on this planet? I don't know. Is it that many? I think it is that look many. Look that up, Jeffy. Jeffy? See, how many really? people? A billion how many people, people don't have electricity? I would say it's about a billion. I mean, I'm One throwing it out seventh. there. Maybe one-seventh of the world yeah, population? About 14%, yeah, maybe. I can see. I mean, maybe it's 10, maybe, maybe. it's 8, but still, there's a lot. There's hundreds there's of millions, lot. I would say, for sure. There's definitely a lot. Uh, I mean, and then, uh, you know, uh, you've got Antarctica. Basically, nothing's going on. I mean, those people haven't done anything. There are no people there. Oh. Wow. Research scientists. Uh, how, do, do you see <laughs> okay, According to this, the well, first thing that pops up is 1.3 billion. 1.3 billion. That's a good guess. Thank you. That's I think I've guess. read it recently. It wasn't really a guess. <laughs> uh, but still, I mean, it's a, you know, I'm in the, I was in the area. That's a lot memory. without electricity. Yeah. It sure as heck is. I mean, it's hard know, to believe. They still talk about, I mean, this is one of the do things. Do you believe in aliens now? But they could have electricity. A lot of them choose not to because we don't i don't know if the rest of us are living under the star trek prime directive where we can't go in <laughs> and help them out i well, think a lot of times they say no we're fine thank you so we're a doing good we like it this way certainly there are some that do say that but the vast majority absolutely would would love to have this but they don't have the money or they have a government that's oppressive or plus you know, we're living under the star trek prime directive we, we are we not can't no, interfere. That's we not cannot true. interfere we cannot interfere wouldn't things- that be great if the united states did <laughs> live under the prime directive and i'm sorry we're not we can't interfere. <laughs> we're just gonna let you all kill each other we cannot interfere we'd like to uh, uh, we'd love to uh, just can't but this actually relates pretty well to, to earth day because this stat is important from the perspective of we talk about uh fossil fuels as being an important thing that's brought civilization essentially uh to, to the world uh, you know at least how we currently understand it and these green groups go into these countries they they have they essentially pay off uh, these corrupt dictators to not go after their fossil fuels and they go after mm-hmm. solar power which doesn't isn't good enough to actually give power to these people and you know and heat and and things like that and, and so they wind up burning legitimately like dung inside their homes to stay warm and it kills you uh, you could look this number up too jeffy i don't remember this one off the top of my head but it kills way more people than you think would be possible like right now, because people die of indoor air pollution. It's one of the biggest killers on Earth. Indoor air pollution because they're burning things inside to cook or heat or, or heat their homes. Uh, and homes is used in, in air quotes there, as uh, they're you know not as we would understand them to be homes. They're not twenty five hundred square foot uh, three bedroom places. Mm-hmm. There are huts, and they burn this stuff inside to stay warm or cook things, and they wind up dying from indoor air pollution. I mean, it's it's bizarre. So there is a huge gap, you know, that uh, that the thing that bridges that gap are things like fossil fuels. The exact thing Earth Day was designed to eliminate from our society. And that just shows that Earth Day is not this stupid little thing where everyone's like, oh, oh gosh, these bunch of green people are out there whining about the Earth or whatever. It's actually hurting people all over the globe. Mm-hmm. This, this uh, philosophy is actually responsible for deaths all over the globe. 
uh, and uh, that is uh, essentially ignored. Jack? Yeah. Uh, according to uh, the World Health Organization, mm -hmm. uh, 7 million premature deaths annually linked to air pollution. It's air pollution. It's, uh, 7 million. And I don't know if that's all indoor air pollution. No, but well, they say I think 3.3 uh, million linked to in, indoor 3. air pollution. 3.3 million. I mean, what is, what, how many people die of malaria? I use that stat occasionally. Over 2 million. Over 2 million. I mean, more than that die from indoor air pollution in the wow. 2015? That's it doesn't incredible. seem possible. No. But, I mean, this is why there is, uh, you know, there... There is hope if we embrace these technologies, if we actually take it seriously and don't act as if uh, the earth is going to, you know, crumble if we use fossil fuels. I mean, fossil fuels are responsible for bringing life to billions of people. Can we stop calling them that since they're not <laughs> fossil fuels? No, no, are we back okay. on this? On yeah. the earth it's day, renewable goo. This? It's renewable goo. You would. Renew renewable goo. Get your <laughs> renewable goo at Sunoco. Triple eight seven two seven back and get your seventy two hour kit from My Patriot Supply for how much? Hundred dollars? No. A thousand dollars? No. Uh, come on, ten no. million dollars for no, a seventy two hour kit? That's going too the much. Wrong way. You're right. It is too much. How about ten dollars, right. including shipping? Yeah, they're going to throw in shipping too. So give them a call at. 800-274-3040. 800-274-3040. Awesome deal. They can't keep doing this for a really long time because you're not making money on this at selling <laughs> three days of food for 10 bucks. Yeah. And this is cake. This is the easiest way to, well, it's not actually cake. This is creamy stroganoff. But it's the easiest way to get a Potato little bit of preparation. Soup. A mm. great first step to get started in preparing your family for something that could be unforeseen. Mm -hmm. Why not? It's it's $10, and they're going to include shipping in the deal. Call now. My, my Patriot Supply. It's not just food. It's freedom. 800-274-3040. 800-274-3040. Pretty good peace of mind, too. Hmm. Are you looking to save 50, 60, even 70% on your phone bill? Well, here's a tip. Broadvoice.com. Hi, it's Brad Staggs of Blaze TV here. Broadvoice offers high-quality phone service for only $8.95 a month. You may ask, how can I save so much money? What's the catch? Well, the secret is the technology. Broadvoice uses VoIP technology that takes analog audio signals from your phone, turns them into digital data, and then transfers them over the Internet. This means crystal clear sound and cheaper phone bills. Broadvoice has been ranked in the Deloitte Technology Fast 500 and Inc. 500 as one of the fastest-growing private companies in America. Get Broadvoice right now for only $8.95 a month. Keep your existing phone number for free, and Broadvoice will send you their easy plug-in adapter free. All this, and you get unlimited local calling for just $8.95 a month. Plus, for a limited time, Broadvoice will even give you your first month free. Do what we did here at Blaze Radio. Make the switch today at broadvoice.com or call 888-332-8036. Happy Earth Day. Triple yeah. H, 727 back. It's uh, Pat and Stu. We, uh... I kind of stumbled onto something here when we were talking about Earth Day. And uh, Stu brought up this stat that he, he thought was somewhat accurate in, in that uh, a lot of people die from indoor air pollution. Yeah. I mean, listen to these numbers. It's amazing. Currently, today, more than one-third of the world's population, 2.9 billion people, still burn wood, charcoal, and dung indoors to keep them warm or cook <laughs> food. Can you imagine burning poop in your house yeah, to stay not. warm or to cook your food? Not pleasant. No. Not this pleasant. Is and not safe. 
No, not honestly. safe at all, and this proves it. World Health Organization estimates that 4.3 million people in 2012 lost their lives due to indoor air pollution. 4.3 million people died from this, which seemingly is so easy to solve. We all know that there's plenty of energy for these people to actually be burning uh, fossil fuels safely. We know how to do it without issues. I mean, it's, it's mm -hmm. ridiculous. Um, uh, and this is uh, from Bjorn Lomborg and Forbes. Uh, goes to, uh, to say this. Um, Instead of helping the 2.9 billion people gain access to cheap and plentiful electricity, thus combating our biggest environmental problem, we insist that the developing countries focus on renewable energy. For example, the U.S. has decided to no longer support the building of coal-fired power plants in developing countries. I mean, that is beyond hypocritical. That is evil. Mm -hmm. You're saying these people who are at the... the they have life expectancies in some of these countries in their 30s. And you're not going to, because you're worried about global warming, yeah, you're not going to allow it's them. It's their religion. Yeah. It is it's a good, their that's religion. A great point. Yep. That's why. Yeah. It, it is so meaningful to them because it is their religion. They are willing to allow people to die by the millions every year over it. Mm -hmm. it that's despicable. That is, that it's is inhuman. Despicable. It's inhuman. Uh, so we're not pushing coal or natural gas or anything for these people. Uh, sorry, if you, if you can't get solar, then, uh, you know, and solar is so expensive. There is no way developing countries could afford to buy a bunch of solar panels no and set up solar fields and, and windmills and do all this stupid stuff that barely works half the time when you could just get them a coal-fired plant and they'd live. You know, they, they could be more comfortable. Uh, they could be safer. Yeah. Unbelievable. Economies, uh, economists really estimate unbelievable. that if you were to spend a $10 billion on uh, gas electrification, right, using fossil fuels, yeah. you would lift 90 million people out of poverty. 90 million people out of poverty. I mean, that is, I mean, it's an amazing that thing. And, and, you know, you're talking a difference. If you did that, they did the same number. They ran the same number. If you spent $10 billion on solar, it would be about $20 million. So the difference there is 70 million people out of poverty. And, they don't and these care. people are – our policy, our current policy is to say no to these people. Say no, stay in poverty. You know why? Because Al Gore says so. How do you have those meetings with those guys? How do you, how do you go to Africa and say, yeah, no? Mm -mm. Nope. Nah, sorry. Now, I know you have these like natural resources. You, you know, why don't, why don't you guys develop some windmills? Yeah. We're doing we're, – well, we're not doing it, but we're – I mean, we're thinking we're about, thinking it. about mm -hmm. it. We're trying to, and we've got to get this billionaire named T-Bone Pickens – He's he's doing a bunch of windmills in West Texas. We just don't have any way to get the power in East Texas where the people are. Uh, but one day we'll be able to do that. And then after we get that done in Texas, maybe we can figure out how to do that here yeah. one day. And, and just, in, so just in the meantime. On. Hang you, in the meantime. You keep having your dung. Yeah. Have a okay, lot of poop kids. Poop in a toilet and then burn it for heat. Yeah. Have a lot of kids because some of them are going to die. But if you have 12 or 14 of them, you'll probably keep two five or, three, or six. Maybe. Maybe, maybe even two you know? or three. Whatever. You'll have a couple uh, <laughs> that'll be hanging around. And that'll be great for you. Whatever. <laughs> that is the, really the attitude we have. It is. Yes, it is. Look, How do you have those meetings? And you know they're going on. I mean, not exactly that way, but basically that that's the gist of it. Yep. No, sorry. Uh -uh, we yep. can't. Uh, 
you know, global warming. And the, yeah. Sorry. And you think, well, wait a minute, why would they, you know, how could this possibly happen? Well, what they do is they go to the corrupt dictator of the country and they give them this, this spiel and they get uh, large amounts of, uh, what, you know, aid or, uh, yeah. you know, trade or whatever it is. So they get essentially bribed into doing it. And then they go ahead and they screw their people. And we sit back and say, wow, look at all the good we're doing for the earth. You want to talk about a psychotic behavior. That is it. And, you know, with people that say, well, you guys, you know, guys don't believe in global warming. I mean, how, you know, how can you not do that? Uh, blah, 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 blah. Your position is heartless. Our position is heartless. You're talking about people at the lowest yeah. level barely surviving. And we're telling them, no, you can't have civilization, civilization gaining electricity. We're instead going to force you to buy the most expensive form of electricity on Earth so that the fewest people possible can have it. That's psychotic. <laughs> it really is. And here's how it all started. Uh, the origins of Earth Day. So, my Trug, you want to know more about this Earth Day? Well, you've come to the right place. The first Earth Day was celebrated in the United States back in April 1970, the 22nd to be exact. Thanks to Senator Gaylord Nelson and environmental activist Dennis Hayes, together they wanted to reach the youth, educate them on the horrors of capitalism, and change the American culture. These two embraced the connection between communism and conservation. But are the Americans really responsible for Earth Day? Yet! Born April 22nd, 1870 in the motherland, it was he who issued the immortal mandates, decree on land and decree on forests. This outlawed private property. He also seized large tracts of land and turned them into Zapovedniki, nature preserves. And he successfully launched the world's first green revolution. Who is he? Ah, none other than Vladimir Ulanov, also known as Vladimir Lenin. Although Lenin was the first to actually implement the Green Agenda, these nature initiatives can be traced back to the mid-19th century to this man, Dr. Justus von Liebig. Smart man indeed. He recognized that overpopulation was a real issue and capitalism was adding to the problem. Never mind people were living longer, healthier lives. Yet, don't look! Man must be controlled! Naturally, this had a lasting impact on the great Karl Marx. Marx wrote in his book, Das Kapital, All progress in capitalistic agriculture is a progress in the art, not only of robbing the laborer, but of robbing the soil. Well said, comrade. Like von Liebig, Marx understood that man is not entitled to nature's resources, something Lenin later acknowledged himself. So, this earth day, as you breathe the air and drink the water, and as you pin that nifty little button on yourself, remember, you have comrade Lenin to thank for saving Mother Nature. Yay! Yay! Thank you, Thank comrade you. Lennon. Thank you. Wee! Wow. Uh, of course, you've, you've gone out uh, with Wonderful World of Stew and talked to some brilliant people about you know, the need for Earth Day, really. Yeah. And because people understand that the global temperature is rising too much. It is. Way uh, too much. And this is what I always find interesting is that people, and this is... This happens over and over again. But people say they're for the earth in this general sort of way, but know literally nothing about the argument. They mm -hmm. know that people say scientific consensus is. Uh, they hear Al Gore saying you're a flat earther if you don't believe it, so they believe it. But what do they know about the actual problem? We actually did ask people the most basic question about global warming to see if they could answer it. Watch. I'm Stu. Uh, inside the car right now is the entire wonderful world of Stu crew. 
say hi, everybody. Hi. Hi. What we're doing now is we're faking as if we're going to do a series of interviews about climate change. In reality, we taped the interviews like a month ago, um, but we're kind of making it look like we're driving to it right now to fool you because we think you're as dumb as the people you're about to see interviewed. Watch. How much has the Earth warmed in the last 15 years? Like four or five degrees, I think. Maybe 10, 10 degrees. For like 15 degrees. I want to say 20 degrees Fahrenheit. Maybe 35 degrees. Judging by the weather today, probably quite a bit. Like you want degree? I'm gonna say in the last 15, I'm gonna say probably 150. Um, 500 degrees. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. I award you no points and may God have mercy on your soul. How much has the earth warmed in the last 15 years? Um, I don't think it has warmed any extra in the last 15 years. All right, so there you have it. Uh, the truth, as plain as you could possibly see it, that people have absolutely no freaking idea what they're talking about when it comes to global warming. No clue whatsoever. Luckily, though, uh, this series of interviews and the, at least the fake taping around it has given me the opportunity to realize how depressed I am about the nation and the state of its intelligence. Uh, and uh, I've been able to acquire myself a little alcohol and Xanax to go to put myself to sleep. So until next time, when we fake an interview yet again, and I'm probably logged in. Bye-bye. Say bye, everybody! Bye! bye. I mean, you think it's unbelievable when the guy says four degrees. <laughs> that, that four degrees, four to five. I mean, okay, you know, in 15 years, whatever, <clears throat> four or five degrees. That's a ton. And mm -hmm. I, I don't know that people realize how much, if the mean temperature went up four or five degrees, we'd be in serious trouble in 15 <laughs> yes. years. But then when they go 15, 20 degrees Fahrenheit, uh, 20 degrees Fahrenheit. No, nah, yeah. 35 degrees? You're like the kid. No one could guess higher than that. A hundred degrees? Yeah, the one lady. Oh, judging by today's temperature. A hundred? Uh, 150 degrees. Yes, like, stupid. So thinking... It's gone up 150 degrees. It used to be a mean temperature of 80 below. Okay? Dumbass. Yeah. That's just ridiculous. I, so you think in 1990... It was freezing cold in <laughs> yeah. Texas in yes. the middle of the summer. It was below zero in the middle of summer, and now it's 100. Mm. What an idiot. I mean, and then I don't even know if the guy's serious when he says 500. I don't, I don't I, know if he I mean, was. Are you I definitely out of think your mind? Because he, he kind of looked at it. I don't yeah. know. He may, have been, he may have been exaggerating. I don't know. But everyone else Everybody else like was serious. taking a stab at they it. They were look, serious. If you look at the media coverage, why wouldn't you guess that? If you're coming yeah, out, you would, like sure. you're landing, and we've been talking about aliens today. You're an alien. You land. You just watch our media. You have no actual numbers. The panic that is involved in this, you'd think it was 500 degrees. You would. Yeah, you would. It's sad. Uh, it's it's really amazing, and we've got much more of it coming up here in Patton's too. Was that like a parking lot, parking card on your window?
Pat and Stu, welcome. Uh, it is uh, Earth Day, and we are celebrating. And we're taking you back in time to the uh, original Earth Day because it was so meaningful. And they were so dead on. Man, their predictions, uh, every step of the way, right on down the line, as Jerry Rafferty might say, right on down the line, have been so accurate. So accurate. And, uh, it, it, well, okay, here's, here's a film that uh, documented Earth Day speakers from back in 1970 where they were talking about the real problem. These are awesome. These uh, are great. Some clips, I guess it's called Circuit At the Earth. moment, Circuit the Earth. planet is cooling off because we have put so much crud into the atmosphere. Cooling the warming off. trend that the CO2 addition caused up till 1940 has been overpowered. The turbidity of the atmosphere over the Central Pacific has increased 30% in the last decade. Yep. According to Reed Bryson, the meteorologist at the University of Wisconsin, who is tracking this most closely, we are beginning to revert to a weather pattern in this country, which we saw in the early 1800s. If we do oh. that, our agricultural productivity uh, will suffer a great deal because great deal. agriculture is tremendously dependent on the weather. That's right. <laughs> he's right. And when he's right, he's right. We yeah. can't have the cooling like that. We can't. No, we can't. I mean, look, it got really, he was right. It got really cold. Really cold. Yeah. I mean, it look, those, it got from this point till 1990, it cooled in Texas to 50 degrees below zero. And then that woman nailed it with a 150 degree temperature rise in the 50 years right. po post mm -hmm. that, which is why it's so comfortable today. Uh, but wow, we would have been screwed if that didn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and look at the certitude with which he delivered that speech. Mm -hmm. uh, it was absolutely positive. Great point. Yeah. Absolutely positive. Just exactly the way they are today. It's, Absolutely it, positive. It's the opposite effect. It's like uh, he's talking <laughs> to people um, kind of how I would, you know, explain the most basic thing to my son, you know, who's three years old. Like you'd say, like, you know, uh, well, uh, this works like this. This is how this happens, Zach. Mm -hmm. It's like he's basically what's happening is we're all going to die. Uh, you know, it's going to get cooler and cooler. And Reed Bryson says, and he explains it to you. You know, it's kind of like maybe not to a three-year-old, but like a very basic lecture on a topic you're not familiar with mm -hmm. you know this sort of basic thing where like look we are experts so we understand it um you know but you obviously don't know anything about it so let me give you the basics <clears throat> everyone around we all know this is true we all know it's going to be cooling and we all know mm. but you know we understand that you don't know so let me give you the ba background it, i mean that's embarrassing and it's so interesting because in the 1930s hottest decade ever on record Hottest decade by far in the United um, States, yeah. the United States mm -hmm. leading up to that time. So they had the 1930s, which were incredibly hot. They had the Dust Bowl, all of that stuff. Then from about 1940 to 1970, early 1970s, it cooled off. Mm -hmm. And now they're freaking out about it. So it was hot as a pig for a while. So bad that we had a Dust Bowl and, and it cost a lot of crops and the Midwest really suffered. Then we came through that. Yeah. Okay. Because the earth has a cyclical weather pattern. And we came through that, so the next 30 years were cooler than the previous 10. 
And then they're freaked out about that. They're like, oh my gosh, now we've got a cooling trend that if this keeps going, it's going to be like the early 1800s. Remember Washington and Valley Forge, incredibly cold uh, winter. They had incredibly cold summers. It was, it was a, an incredibly cold time. Uh, it, it was not good for crops. Uh, food was not as plentiful. And that's what we're headed for. So that's what they start freaking everybody out about. And what happens? Magically, the earth starts warming up again. For another, you know, through the uh, early 80s, 90s, obviously, and then it stops. And then it stays about where it was. Yeah. And the panic continues again the opposite, with the opposite result. Yeah. I, I, I don't understand how yeah. they get away with this. If you trace it back, it's really interesting. Because 2000, we all know, you know, in 1998 to 2015, in that period, there's been about, it's been about flat. Uh, through that period. Uh, before that, though, from like about 1970 to 2000, it, it was there was a warming trend. But so but did previous, solar flares. I mean, it right. was an incredibly hot period for the sun. It was an active yeah. There's a period lot of, for yeah. the sun. There's yeah. a lot of solar activity. So 1970 to 2000, there's a warming trend. 1940 mm -hmm. to 1970, there's a cooling trend. 1910 to 1940, there's a warming trend. 1880 to 1910, there's a, uh, there's a cooling trend. And rather than look at that... Yeah. And say, this happens every time <laughs> yeah. in about 30-year cycles. 20 to 30-year cycles. It just happens. Yeah. No, everything, everything has to be a panic. Everything has to be. Every one of them is the reverse panic. Because there are articles back in the 20s talking about global warming. Are there really? Um, yeah, we've, we, it's been a while since we've featured those. We should look back and see if we can dig those up. It was the 20s or 30s where they were saying the Dust Bowl and all this heat and mm -hmm. we think it's out of control warming. Then, of course, to 1970, it was a global cooling. And now, and after that, it became global warming again. Jeez, unbelievable. Uh, it's really, you'd really think in any other industry, it would be embarrassing, right? Like yeah, if you came out every year and you said, you know what, uh, this year we think uh, we, we are absolutely certain the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to win the Super Bowl and they finished dead last have the number one pick and the next year you pick the next team that finishes dead last at some point you're no longer in the sports industry mm -hmm. right like at some point you know as i was saying earlier you're kind of working at blimpy and you're trying to get by for these supposed scientists they just keep doing it and we keep listening to them yeah same yeah. people same people same people a lot of these people a lot um, of them are the same guys yeah. at nasa jim james hansen was was uh, one of the cooling guys now he's one of the warming guys. Yeah, there's another guy who's at Stanford uh, who I think died fairly recently who was one of the lead panic guys about global cooling mm -hmm. and wound up being a lead author for the UN IPCC report. That's like, that crazy. is a, uh, how does that happen in no know. other industry? I People who, know. you know, like, remember there was a book uh, years and years ago that was like Dow 54,000 or 36,000 or something. Oh, yeah. And then right after that, like, <laughs> there was a big crash of the stock market. Like, I mean, is, is that guy still have the same credibility he had when he wrote Dow 36,000? I mean, probably not. I mean, you know, he might still be out there. He still might still be working, but he's not the guy who becomes the lead author of the next uh, e economy report. No, it doesn't make any sense. No. But these guys just and who does keep like, going. A guy, like a guy going. like Schiller, uh, uh, the case Schiller report, who was pretty early in predicting the housing crisis, he gains credibility from that and he becomes a guy who is out there and you respect him more where a guy mm -hmm. who predicts it the other way and is wrong i remember glenn had a guy on the air i don't remember his name back in the day uh, back now but it was in 2008 and he was saying uh you're totally wrong on the economy it's going to boom there's no way of unemployment's going to get anywhere near 10 percent and was basically saying to glenn look you just don't get it you're not a business guy you're you know essentially you're an idiot in a much nicer way 
And Glenn was like, look, I think that the economy is going to tank. I think we're in big trouble. Of course, obviously, Glenn was right on that. So does this guy, is this guy have the same credibility he had that day? I would, I would guess probably not. Um, you know, I, I wish the reverse were true with Glenn. I think sometimes mm -hmm. he gets beat up on that. But, I mean, I think with our audience, they remember that going on and him predicting that early. And, he, and you get a, a gain in credibility. That's how the world's supposed to work. Uh, Nate Silver wrote in his book, uh, Signal in the Noise, about this specific thing. And here's a guy who's not a conservative by any means, but uh, is, is talking about how the natural cycle of things are. When you have multiple models that predict the temperature incorrectly over a period of time, that those models would lose credibility. Uh, but I would say that it, that has not that's hasn't not the case. been the case. That's not the case. They no, gain credibility the with their errors. It's, yeah. I mean, that's it's a weird. sign of a society in peril. Uh, yes, and we are. Yes. Uh, but uh, this Circuit Earth thing uh, also featured the, a DDT woman. This is kind of interesting because she's choking on... on uh, on her own cigarettes, and then she's worried about uh, the evils of DDT. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I think it's a worldwide dilemma already, right? About the DDT, for instance, that they even know enough now to know it's got to be banned. They give us a two-year leeway to be sure it does its worst. But one of their dilemmas is that the Orient will think but we've taken it away from them to be mean because we sold it to them as a way to get rid of insects and have better crops. So we'll never, they'll never believe us that we're taken away because we discovered we made a god-awful mistake. Nobody believes the truth anymore. They just believe the propaganda. Yeah, talk, wow, jeez. Isn't that the truth? Uh, and that true. was nothing but propaganda. That yeah. was nothing but. There was no truth there. It was all propaganda. The and DDT thing uh, was proven to be uh, bull crap. We yeah. brought back DDT now, except that not in Africa for some reason. They won't, they won't use it. And so two million people are dying every year from these freaking mosquitoes and the infestations. Use a little DDT, kill the mosquitoes, yeah. stop the malaria. Uh, this is very similar to the conversation we had earlier about solar power versus fossil fuels. It was the same thing. We had this idea because our religion told us that uh, you know DDT was evil. We killed millions of people in Africa because we just decided to get rid of DDT. And, you know, DDT got this really bad rap, just as so many things have, that with no evidence. Nuclear power is another one. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, fossil fuels today. <clears throat> so many different things. Uh, I mean, at least you could argue fossil fuels. But you can't. I mean, these other things were just mass slaughter of innocent people not getting these technologies or protection, basic protections from diseases that killed millions of people. And we'll, yet we have this freaking holiday where we sit here and celebrate the efforts of these horrible people that have killed. They've done the work of only the most successful dictators in this world. And yet we sit here and have a holiday for them. Yeah. It is incredible that it's that ridiculous. happens in this society. Uh, I mean, look at one of the creators, Ira Einhorn. Yeah. Uh, here's a guy who, let's, we, I think we have some video of him yeah, talking. Yeah, we do. He's singing. Here's him singing about Mother singing. Earth, and then we'll tell you his backstory. <laughs> Yeah.
course, Ira's not singing much. But... Yeah. Oh, there we go. Yeah, step in. Now, so Ira Einhorn, a uh, wonderful guy, uh, who uh, uh, wound up uh, starting Earth Day, uh, and a little bit later on wound up having a, a girlfriend that had an interesting relationship, mm -hmm. uh, ended it with him uh, composting her after he murdered her. Um, well, yeah, that's Holly because Maddox he's earth friendly. Yeah. I mean, when you kill your girlfriend, obviously you're going to compost. Yeah, or okay. anyone. Yeah. Or anyone. Yeah, okay. you, you're going to you, make sure when you murder someone, you compost them, please. Uh, uh, so Ira, <laughs> Ira did this. Uh, Holly Maddox was her name. Uh, I, I like the uh, suggestion. We should change Earth Day to Holly Maddox Day uh, yeah. so we can remember uh, a person who was murdered by these people. And by again, the founder of the day. This is the one they're charged with. All the DDT uh, deaths uh, that they caused... Uh, by banning it and, and successfully getting rid of that in Africa, those those deaths aren't on their conscience at all. No, uh, and they I don't know. get charged with those. Uh, but an interesting uh, update to the Ira Einhorn story was there's a writer um, uh, who's a, she's a, uh, a real estate publicist, but she's decided to send letters to murderers and sociopaths in prison to ask them questions. These people are just rotting in prison, not doing anything. So she's decided to just over the past few years has been writing letters one of the ones uh, she she's she's got a project it's called letters from the inside and it's uh just trying to ask questions to these people one of them was ira einhorn who brutally murdered and composted his girlfriend holly maddox um he wrote a letter to her asking her uh you know asking uh ira einhorn you know what would you change about of the situation um he wrote back what would i do differently uh re uh, re holly um well i would end the relationship earlier Easier said than done as we separated again and again. She disappeared at times, then would just dance back into my life. Finally, we agreed to split, but she insisted on buying me a car, taking me to Europe, and then, and this, and then the split up. She took an apartment across the street. The entire contention of a split up is nonsense. You struggle to leave, then move across the street? Please. That's him in 2011. Years and years and years after he murdered. No remorse. No, it's like, oh, I should have broke up with her earlier. I shouldn't have allowed her to buy me a car. Oh, so <laughs> sorry, Ira. Uh, I mean, a despicable person from beginning to end. And Earth Day is not this special thing that was out of character for him. It's as horrible <laughs> as the other things he did in his life. And in fact, caused a lot more death. Yeah. Indirectly. Triple eight seven two seven back. More patents do coming up. Mm. If they didn't have all the media on their side... They have to be a little nervous. Yep. You started it all. Triple eight seven two seven back. Hi. Welcome. I read, this, I read this headline earlier today, but I didn't actually click on the story. This is on the on the blaze. Bill Nye. Oh, yeah. So Bill Nye yeah. uh, actually tweeted he was about to catch an Earth Day flight on Air Force One. <laughs> yeah, you catch a flight on the most fuel-inefficient uh, vehicle probably in the world. <laughs> what an okay. idiot this guy is. He's a moron. By the way, uh, did you know he's in the douche Hall of Fame? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, I did. Hmm. Uh, we're going to hashtag act on climate mm. as we hashtag destroy the climate on Air Force One. Yeah, and like, I, you know, I was, someone posted again, mm. and this is an old argument. Someone posted a picture of Al Gore's house. 
and I saw it, and I was just like, thinking about it in that. The new one or the old one? I think it's a new one. So it's, it, it's beautiful. The Malibu? I yeah. mean, it's beautiful. Yeah. It's a Malibu. Yeah, really I nice. I mean, a beautiful home. But, I mean, it's huge. Mm -hmm. Absolutely gigantic. And it's you just about 10,000 square feet. Yeah, right? you look at it, and you're like, now look. I can, it, we like to criticize them for taking flights and taking SUVs and taking jets. And all of, all of that, by the way, is completely legitimate, okay? Uh, if you actually cared about the climate, you could easily do all of this through Skype. Now, look, could we, you know, there are, of course, things you're going to do that are going to have some impact if you believe the Al Gore way. I understand that. And, you know, jets, okay, you could fly, fly commercially would be better. You know, a private jet flight every once in a while. Well, you're a former vice president. It's, you know, okay, maybe, maybe. Not if you believe it. No, no, no. I'm sorry. I won't give him that. Not when you believe the earth is, is on catac... It's on the precipice of cataclysm. Yeah. You, no. You know I'm, I'm not, not giving you that, that point. I'm not giving you any flights, honestly. Yeah. Uh, but, but beyond <laughs> all that, there is no reason to have 10,000 square feet to live in. This guy no could live in 1,000 square feet or 2,000 square feet. Just like, I mean, 2,000 square feet would be more than almost every single person <laughs> that lives in Europe. You know, we have big homes here, but you can live in a lot smaller than that. Not on Malibu. Sorry. I, I, and this is it. Like, this guy is such a liar. <laughs> such a liar. It's amazing anyone gives him any credibility. I, the hypocrisy is, is really staggering. All right, triple eight seven two seven. Beck, it's Pat and Stu. Happy Earth Day! Hey, welcome! Welcome to Earth Day. Gosh, it's a beautiful, beautiful day on the planet uh, to worship Gaia. It's it's just awesome. <laughs> Talk isn't about it. it. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Right? Mm -hmm. yes. Oh man, this the is amazing. Beautiful, beautiful Earth. We have so much good stuff today, and we've we're literally still on the first segment of material. Yeah. <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of stuff. I can't help it though. It's just like one of those things where it's like. It's such a frustrating day, and you know one of the things I love about doing this job that we do is finding those issues that people are completely convinced that are correct. They are correct on, and just telling them they're absolutely not right on it. It's like mm -hmm. one of my favorite things. And Earth Day is a great example of that. It's oh just, my gosh! It's it's, it's mindless. Yeah, this it is. mindless idea that you know these people are right, and then you look at the facts, and they're not right at all. People are now trading in their electric cars at crazy paces to get SUVs. SUVs. It never happened, and a lot of that has to do with the falling gas prices. But that's still it's part of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, so, and it's laughable when you when you look back at the trends of the planet as far as the climate. We just talked about this last hour, and and you see the natural trending. You know where it's warmer for a little while, then it's cooler for a little while, then it's warmer again, then it's cooler again. I mean, it just is cyclical. And there's, I mean, whatever effect we have on it, you know, is minuscule. It's minuscule. Uh, Nobody believes more than I do that we should be good stewards of the planet. We should take care of it as much as we can. But to do these extraordinary $10 trillion dumb programs that are going to have no impact 
and are going to crush our economy. It's, it's, it's mindless and it's lunacy. And to think that if you believe in God, to think that God created a planet that was too fragile for, for men that he knew were going to create industry and cars, yeah. it, to me is silly. It's just, are, are you, are you yeah. really, you really believe that? Yeah, it's hard to... That he didn't see this coming? That the earth wasn't going to be, you know, renewable? Be able to kind of uh, uh, assimilate, adapt, move past it? I mean, they've t- the CBS thing that we play all the time, where, uh, well, a lot of that warming that we expected was absorbed by the ocean. And if all of that was released, well, then it'd be 200 degrees warmer than it is now. Well... Yeah, because that's how the Earth works. Okay, the Earth absorb the the ocean absorbs some of that heat. Mm-hmm. So we it's not in the atmosphere, and it's not two hundred degrees hotter than it is. Yeah. I mean, it's stupid. Wouldn't you love though to to be in a world where your job was to say to predict something? I think uh, this stock is going to go up. And then every time it doesn't go up, you're just able to say, well, we didn't know, but uh, because of this, this, and this, it didn't go up. But in the future, it's going to go up. And just keep saying it forever, and it and never goes up, it. and you just continue to keep your job? Yeah, How awesome would that be? Unbelievable. It just Whatever it doesn't go your way, you just come up with some ridiculous excuse as to why that you didn't understand. But now you do. Or you just deny it. Yeah, I mean, they just keep it. saying that it's worse than their worst predictions. Obama can, can, continues to say that it's worse than they said it was going to be. How can you make that claim? How can you begin to yeah. make that claim? And again, we've showed the, the chart. There's a couple different charts that measure different things, but uh, there's one that shows 97 different climate models and their predictions, and it warmed less than all of them. All there's of not them. one yeah. of the models, and it's a, it's a lower troposphere measure, not one of the models uh, actually predicted it accurately or predicted it too cool, like they thought it wouldn't warm mm-hmm. as much as it did. All of all of them predicted more warming than actually happened. It's because, uh, why is that, too, by the way? Complete failure of your industry. You shut the industry down. Yeah. You know, you like do. if there's a guy out there saying, well, I can, with my mind, uh, you know, predict earthquakes. And they all, there's a bunch of people that get these jobs and they all say, with our minds, we can predict earthquakes. And they all predict an earthquake on this date. And over and over again, their predictions don't come true. Eventually, the industry dissolves. Mm-hmm. And, and when you miss on all of the predictions, it's almost as if you just shut the whole thing down. And Hold the, the reason they miss on all the predictions is because it's human beings inputting the data into the climate models. Mm-hmm. So the, the, and designing the models themselves. And designing them. Mm-hmm. The, the people are trying to find a result that they believe is going to happen. So that's what they're doing, and it's just wrong. It's wrong. It's not happening. You know, a good example of, of being wrong all the time, uh, the, uh, the guy who was a big evangelical, eh, not big, but he had a following of some, and he kept saying the end of the world will be this, what, October 21st or whatever. 2012, right? 2012. Yeah, I didn't know. October 21st though. came and went, uh, gone. Forget it. Definitely. It, we're not, still here. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, it was a, weir- a year off. So we waited that next year. Up, came and went. Sorry, you were wrong again. He lost all credibility, and even he had to finally admit, "Yeah, I was yeah. wrong. Yeah. I was wrong. Never mind." What was that guy's so, name? He's from San Francisco, right? That old. The old uh, I don't know. Just an old guy. I yeah, don't think he was in San, San Francisco. Francisco. I, I remember uh, being on the train in, in Pennsylvania, taking the train into work, and there's post. They bought advertising all, all over the place, billboards yeah. and and ads I on the train that. saying yeah. like the end is coming, October 21st, 2012. It was a big thing at the time. It was. 
Didn't happen. Yeah. Didn't happen. And he lost credibility. Why aren't these global warmists losing credibility? Yeah. Why? Mm -hmm. I, I don't get it. Anyway, uh, yesterday on radio, uh, Glenn was talking about... Uh, uh, Glenn was talking about things that he's been predicting, that, and he says now that uh, it's pretty well here. Take a look at this. But nobody is paying attention. These guys, do you know what they said? Do you know what they said before this? What, they, what their message was in about English? The people of the cross. Or, yeah, it yeah. was in English. We should actually play this message. Maybe we could play this next hour. Yeah. Um, it was in English right before the beheadings. And he was saying... Uh, just want you to know, this is not going to stop. We are everywhere, and we're coming for you, and we will be even in your nightmares. Uh, and this won't stop. I don't stop. think they can guarantee that. I know. This won't stop until there is an end of polytheism. And what, there's, what they're saying is, and this is, if I'm not mistaken, somebody look this up. On the mosque... Uh, on the uh, Temple Mount, what is that mosque called? The Al-Aqsa Mosque? Yeah. Okay. On yeah. that mosque, on the outside in Arabic, it is a warning to the people of the cross. And it is, I can't remember exactly what it says, but basically it's a warning saying there is only one God and it is Allah. And uh, they call us Christians polytheists. Because they say God is not also Jesus. And they don't buy into the Trinity thing. And so they're saying you worship two gods. You worship God and Jesus. And there is only Allah. And he has nothing to do with these. Jesus was a prophet, period. And so on the outside of the Al-Aqsa Mosque in Arabic is this warning that they are, ISIS is now claiming before they're beheading people. And so they are saying uh, mm. we're, it's a message in blood to the people of the cross. And it will not end until there's an end to polytheism, which means Christianity. So nobody will watch this. Nobody's hearing this message. I personally think they win if we're afraid to watch it. If we turn our faces from it, we don't listen to it, they win. Because they'll just keep doing it over and over and over again. Nobody wanted to watch the horrors of, you know, nobody says, hey, you want to come over Friday night? Let's watch Schindler's List. Nobody does that. No, that's probably true. Right. But you yourself have said that you don't want to watch that anymore. Because it's... I've seen it. I've seen it twice. Mm -hmm. I watched it once for me. That was enough. Then I watched it with my oldest daughter, and I will watch it again with my younger children when they are old enough. Mm. It is important that they see that. You see it once, that's enough. You got the message. I also brought them to Poland to see it. And when my, older, my younger kids get old enough, I will bring them to Auschwitz so they can see it. It's important that they see it, and it settles in them. Okay, I will fight. I will stand. If this time comes again, I will stand again. Well, gang, this time is here. It is now here. We've been talking about this for five, ten years, that this will come and persecution will come. Persecution of the Jews and persecution of the Christians. 
The Pope has said this is a bigger martyrdom problem than the original church. There are more people being martyred today in the name of Christ than at any other time in the history of the church. That's according to the Pope. That's significant. So the promise I made to myself was, okay, I'll do something about it. I will stand. I will hide those people. I will stand with those people, whatever. And we won't even as a society look at it. So I asked myself, I've been asking myself this question a lot because I'm trying to get the churches to wake up. I'm trying to, I'm trying to get people to wake up and I don't know how to do it. So I'm trying to understand why we don't watch it. One of the reasons I've come up with, and I think this plays a small role, but I think it plays a role. If these guys were Methodists or if they were Catholics or they were Mormons or whatever, those churches would be all up in arms. If, it, if these were LDS people, these were Mormon missionaries, the Mormons would be, they would be all in. If they were Catholics, you know that Bill Donahue and the Catholic League would be all in. We don't see these people really as Christians. You don't understand the Coptic Christian thing, most people. And I know that because... Yeah, but I don't have any doubt that they're Christians. Oh, I think a lot of people do. Pat. A lot of Why people doubt they? your Christian. A lot of people well, doubt oh, your I know, Christian. But I, I discounted <laughs> that a long time ago. I there's don't care a lot of that. people that see their sect as that's Christian, and and I I, I saw it on I just saw it on Facebook just this weekend. Somebody said that to me on Facebook that they're not really they're, Christians. Yeah, they're as Christian as you are. <laughs> oh, that's nice. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, so, I'm not doubting. There's some people who believe that, but I, I, man, I'd hate to think that that's right. the reason why I don't people... think so. I think that plays a small role. I think there are some people that I'm just going through the things sure. that I think okay. uh, matter. Um, uh, one of Americanism. them is, uh, one of them is Americanism. They're not Americans. And yeah. so it's so foreign that's, to that's us. That's big to yeah. us. And we're so, it's so far removed, Yep. but that's not an excuse. No, it um, isn't. The, the other it's a reason, but it's not an excuse. Correct. The, the other is, um, that and this is this is probably the best reason I can find, and that is you don't want to look at it because what am I going to do with that? Mm-hmm. I can't solve the problems in my own family or my own house or my own job. How am I going to solve that problem? I can't do anything about it, and I don't think that's true. I don't think that's true. What can you do other than there are people right now that are there are people right now that are volunteering their time. They're soldiers that are going back and fighting with these Christians and volunteering their time. How many how many soldiers believe and know they could help? We have people volunteering their time to go over to ISIS. Where's our side going and saying, I'm going to go stand with those Christians. I'm going to go help them. And we've talked to some that we've that talked are, to some, and, yeah, that are, and there's and there's a growing number of those people. That's good. Um, uh, when I was out in uh, Disney uh, a couple of weeks ago, Pat and I were there, and I got a call from a really great pastor, and he said, "Glenn, I'm I've been asked to go up and speak at the UN," and he said, "Quite honestly, what am I going to say? That's just a that's a building full of words, just blah 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 blah. What what difference if?" Another guy saying, hey, we should stop this. What difference is that going to make? He said, I want to talk to you about making a real change. 
And he said, we as a church have been um, packing aid supplies. And on Sunday, he said, one Sunday last month or something, they, he said, I gathered everybody and said, okay, that's enough for church today. Let's all go here because we're all going to pack these aid supplies. And he said, we taught them, uh, we taught the congregation about what was happening to these Christians and we packed aid supplies and we got them over there. And he said, I want to start doing that nationwide. I think we can do that. I think you can call your congressman. I think we can, we can change our, our Twitter uh, face. I am Coptic. You know, little things we can do that we're not doing. And I'm, I'm not saying I'm, I'm not saying I'm perfect and do, I'm not doing all these things either. You look at my Twitter page, it doesn't say that. But we have to. We have to. Because what I've been warning is coming is here now. It is here. And just like at the beginning, people said it can't be that bad. But we know it is. These guys aren't hiding it. When it was at the beginning with World War II with Hitler... No, we had to walk into the camps to find out a lot of it. Correct. These guys, you don't have to walk into the camps. Nope. And here's what's on Thursday. We're doing a special on the route called the Christian Holocaust. We've worked on this one for two months. Um, it is Thursday at 5 p.m. on the Blaze TV. Uh, and it is the route of mass genocide. It really is. You will understand how we got here how Hitler got away with it, all by understanding the 100th anniversary, which is this Thursday, of the Armenian Genocide. This is a Christian Holocaust, and they haven't stopped. You know, we've been saying for years, uh, it's the Archduke Ferdinand moment. I've been waiting for the Archduke Ferdinand moment. Do you know why the Archduke Ferdinand was, uh, Archduke Ferdinand was killed? Do you know who he was killed by? Yeah, he was killed by uh, Serb, Serbian? Muslims. Yeah, maybe they were. Uh, were they Serbian? It was. Or were it they? Was, it was. It was Croats. Uh, no, it was Muslim. I can't remember where they were from. They were tied though to Turkey, because Turkey would the the uh, Muslims were being pushed back into Turkey, and the um, the genocide started because the um, uh, the Baltics or the um, uh, Balkans got together and said, let's push the Muslims back out of, of the Baltics and so we'll, uh, or the Balkans. And so we're going to push them back out, push the Ottoman Empire out of Europe and push them back through Turkey. So they did, and when they got back there, there was no place for all of these Muslims. And so that's why they started calling, killing all the Christians. They were like, you know what? Take his house. He's Christian. Kill him. The Armenian genocide started right before Archduke Ferdinand. And Archduke Ferdinand started because of this. Hitler later came out and said, when he was, when he was putting the final solution together, his own words, he said, people say, we can't get away with this. And when you read it, it's really chilling. We have it on Thursday. Paraphrasing. He's asked, how, are you gonna, how do you expect to get away with this? He said, nobody said anything about the Armenian genocide. Millions were killed. They've proven it can be done because no one will care. 
So he that was the inspiration for Hitler. It's happening again, and it is tied to Sykes-Pico. It is tied to Hitler. It's, it's all tied together. Once you really understand the history, you'll know why we have to stand and not let it happen again. Because if we let these guys, if we let them get away with it again and we turn our face, there is somebody worse than them. And that's saying something. Remember, we didn't think you could get worse than Osama bin Laden. ISIS is worse than Osama bin Laden. And if we turn our face, nobody thought there would be anybody worse than the guys who, the the young Turks that did the Armenian genocide. Hitler saw the world turn their face and they were, and Hitler was worse. It's important that we as people, because no one else in the world is going to do it. We as people have to stand. We have to stand. The root, the Christian Holocaust. May I ask you if you will get your church friends together and watch it together. Invite people to come over to your house. Um, invite, you know, I, I'll give you a free membership if you want to watch it at church. You know, you, you just write to me and we'll figure out some way. I mean, it's, it's a, what is it? It's a dollar. So you can afford it. It's a dollar. But watch it at your church. Bring people together and then discuss how do we help because we need to start. Yeah, that thing. The number he said you can call if you want to talk to us. Uh, The Chevrolet has a new thing uh, that they've unveiled. Uh, It's called the Chevrolet FNR. Um, You apparently can start it with your eyes. (laughs) So? (laughs) I saw that headline, too, and I thought, so? (laughs) Well, I mean, think of all the wear and tear that this does. Yeah, or this. Uh, I sometimes push that button on my Mm -hmm. car. Mm Mm-hmm. But I do have to step on the brake at the same time. So that oh really makes it difficult. <laughs> really makes it tough. It actually does have a lot of interesting features. Do we have, uh, do you How do you start it with thing? your eyes? Uh, I guess it's a retina. Dis- uh, retina oh. You can recognize. I mean, wow, first that one, is a cool-looking car. Yeah, it looks like a Bugatti. You That's can't an iRobot car right there. Yeah, yeah it is. Yeah. It looks, I wow. mean, no offense to Chevrolet. I like their cars to some degree. But Chevy it, it sucks. looks weird with the, with the Chevy whoa, logo whoa, on it. It does. Chevy does it not does. suck. I do not like Chevrolets. Whatever. But that, I mean, that is a great-looking car. Really cool-looking. Um, so it has a crazy uh, sort of plethora of ridiculous features. It's only a concept for now, of course, but offers a glimpse and what some manufacturers wow. are planning for the upcoming self-driving car era. Look at that thing. Uh, it was unveiled in Shanghai. Uh, it has crystal laser headlights and taillights and dragonfly dual-swing doors that open upwards. Uh, pretty cool. Uh, car also has magnetic hubless electric wheel motors and a wireless auto charging system, so you wouldn't have to plug it in. Um, it's going to uh, what? Get, yeah, it's a wireless auto charge. So <laughs> how does it auto charge? That's something like they actually. Um, how does that happen? 
Well, uh, they have. They came up with this some sort of um, fairly recently over the past few years. They've developed technology that they you could uh, charge things without them being plugged in. Yeah. Um, and and you know, this is something Glenn's talked about for a while with Tesla, not the car company, but the, the guy way back in the day who believed you could do that. Uh, one of his projects was yes, to build. it was in the air. Yeah, to build a giant yeah. tower um, that could give electricity to everyone in the world. Mm-hmm. One tower. Now, of course, it didn't work, and uh, uh, he was also pretty much stealing money didn't to it? build it. Um, didn't it? <laughs> or did the CIA or OSS at the time shut him down? Didn't it work, Mr. Bergier? No, it didn't. I wonder. I wonder. I don't It didn't work. You wonder. Whose was, side are you on? Look at that thing. <laughs> that is unbelievable. Yeah, it's pretty cool looking. Uh, pretty cool looking. Also, it has a sensors and roof-mounted radar to use, to map the environment nearby for self-driving mode, and you can even turn the car on with your eyes thanks to its mm. iris recognition start. When in self-driving mode, the front dri- uh, seats of the vehicle swivel 180 degrees to face the rear seat so you can have, like, a meeting in the car as it's driving itself. It's kind of cool. Uh, very cool. And uh, you can use a gesture control feature uh, and switch to manual control whenever you want, which I, I don't know how long that lasts. My mm-hmm. guess is not too long. That you're going to be able to take control so, of the cars. This thing is a concept car, right? It is a concept car, and so it's still way Do they off. expect it to be production? Uh, you know, as much as any concept car, I suppose. I mean, I, you know, these guys, they come up with amazing concept cars all the time, and they never look as cool as the concept car. Like, sometimes they come to fruition, and they're actually released. They just don't look like the concept car anymore. They're not cool, nearly as sleek. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, they have, a concept car is you spare no exp- expense. You don't care. Yeah. You're building one of them, so you don't care how much it costs. Uh, when you're building them and you have to get people to actually buy them, it's kind of a different story. Uh, Tesla, by the way, uh, speaking of the actual car company uh, and Elon Musk, uh, there was a big announcement still scheduled for April 30th. Um, and uh, the expectation is it's this home battery system. Now, the idea Can't being wait. one of the issues is solar power, for example. You can obviously use it during the day, but what do you do with that solar power at night? That's when you need the solar power. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, what they're, what his seemingly his, the the leaks of this is a, a, basically a, a unit you'd have looks like a giant um, uh, sort of like central air conditioner, almost looks like that, and it's outside your house, and it would store solar energy throughout the day and store it for night, and then you could use it and just drain the batteries at night. Mm-hmm. Um, well, apparently this is not some crazy concept. It's actually being used at Walmart. Walmart's around the country. Yeah, um, they've just done it as a test. Uh, Twelve different WalMarts uh, have have a uh, are, are involved in this test, um, and they are saying that this April 30th announcement is a new product line from Tesla, not a car. Mm-hmm. Um, they believe that the uh, I guess it's working so far. It's 11 WalMart stores, not 12, but uh, powering factories and reducing electric bills at schools and wineries. So I don't know. I mean, how, I think it's going to probably start larger industrial scale first, but it's possible at some point you could basically get you know close to free energy. Um, overnight, because you can store even this works not why by the way not just with solar, um, you can also get the energy uh, during the cheap parts when energy is cheaper for for power plants to produce, uh, even if it's you know they you know fossil fuels or whatever, uh, and just store the energy so you can use it whenever you want. It's kind of it's a pretty it's an amazing idea, and you know this is guy's filled with them. I will say that not all of these innovative ideas wind up turning out so uh, well. Um, uh, one of the ideas from the 70s was this thing called the Futuro House. Mm-hmm. Do you remember this by any chance, Pat? It, it was supposed to be big. Uh, and it maybe didn't turn out quite as well. 
um, what's going to come back on the other side of the break. We'll show you my, I don't know, my... House of the Future? The House of the Future experience with a Futuro house. Yeah, well, I did, I did tour one. I will give you that. Okay. So we'll give you that coming up. Back. It's Pat and Stu. Are, are we going to play yeah, the? Uh, yeah, we, okay. Good. We can't. We can. We can't. We can't. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. A little technical difficulties. Some technical today, issues. But, uh, today. We're working through it. Uh, it's Earth Day, so yeah. they're shutting us down uh, yeah. in certain areas. We don't want to use anything on fossil fuels today. So. Well, they're doing it everything by candlelight. Mm -hmm. uh, candlelight in the uh, control room right now, and these are uh, candles that are burning in the mm -hmm. ceiling right now. We've hired thirty thousand uh, hamsters mm -hmm. to run a giant hamster wheel that makes the network go. That's how damn clean we are. They got tired. Yeah, they did. Really tired. Tired, tired for a while there. Um, but you know we, how many hamsters you need to run this operation? 30, well, more than more 30, than 30, more than that. We 30, just found that out. We thought 30,000 was going to be enough. <laughs> it's not enough. Nope. They all trampled each other. That's the problem. They <laughs> yeah, just started running all over each other. All Many dead. of them are dead. It's amazing. Um, There's like we can't find more hamsters. <laughs> I know. I know. Well, it happens. Well, we searched the entire Metroplex for hamsters. We did buy and, every uh, pet store's hamster supply. Yeah. Yes. Uh, for today, so. you know, thinking we were doing a good thing, and then look what happens. You try. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, same kind of thing happened with the Futuro house, uh, the house I was telling you about earlier. Watch as I visit one. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, I have a very special announcement. You're hearing this for the very first time on the wonderful world of Stu. I have discovered proof of alien activity. Look, I found a spaceship. No, it's not uh, actually a spaceship, technically at least. You're looking at something that is pretty much just as rare. The Futuro House was created in the late 60s, obviously, as the best way to enjoy down-to-earth living. These Mod Pod houses were going to be the next big thing. They were the main attractions at home and garden shows. Plans were being drawn up to create entire hotels made of these houses. Playboy magazine promoted it as the ultimate portable playhouse. And I heard from Jeffy that some adult movies that I have never seen were filmed in Futuro houses. People really thought the Futuro house could be the future of suburban living. It was cheap to make and buy. When Futuros first came out, you could buy the shell for $10,000 or an entirely furnished Futuro for 15,000. Tiny green men were not included. It was also portable and it came in 16 prefabricated pieces and was usually delivered by helicopter like most houses are. Definitely added to the spaceship illusion, no doubt. According to official press release from the Futuro Corporation, once assembled, all its owner needs for a comfortable living is a toothbrush, a case of scotch, and something to persuade awestruck neighbors of his earthly origins. Despite the initial fanfare and curiosity, shockingly, the Futuro house was a major commercial failure. The Futuro was only in production for a couple of years when it met its untimely demise. The oil crisis of 1973 sent the price of petroleum skyrocketing, which stopped all production of the plastic homes. Another reason why Jimmy Carter is awful, he killed the Futuro house! But Dr. Barney Vincelet, a Futuro house enthusiast and owner, thinks something else killed the Futuro. Watch. The fascism of totalitarian democracy is always intolerant of anything that is different. 
and from the outset, this architectural masterpiece was met with hostility. Obviously, the fascism of totalitarian democracy is to blame for the Futuro's failure. Didn't have anything to do with the fact that it looks like a prop rejected from Plan 9 from outer space. No, no, no. Shockingly, not too many people actually wanted to live in a UFO. Well, except for Dr. Barney Vincelet and the person who recently bought this one on eBay for $27,000. Remember, kids, never drink and bid on online auctions. Even though the Futura was a terrible architectural development, it is actually kind of special. There are only about 60 to maybe 100 Futuro houses ever made in the entire world, and this is one of them. And for some reason, this one has just been left here to rot away on the side of a highway for decades. I blame the fascism of totalitarian democracy! I hope Gladden doesn't actually see this particular segment because he's going to want to buy this stupid thing for the studio. Actually, it would fit. This is one of the very few remaining Futuro houses on the planet. Futuro house. Come check out my crib. So you're living in the Futuro house. I guess this is what it looks like. Over here you have what I guess would be the bathroom, which is, uh, I don't know that it's really big enough for anyone to ever want to do this. Plus there's a dead bird in there. I don't know if that came with the original Futuro house or not. Um, over here you have uh, the combination bedroom, living room, kitchen, dining room, uh, playroom, uh, I think basement. This is everything. But people took a lot of time to really, I think, go through and, and make some serious graffiti. Uh, you've got the, of course, the obvious penis. You're going to have a penis in any sort of graffiti situation. Lots of swears in the door that you're probably seeing blurred out right now. Over here you have the phrase, have sex, kill your parents. And then on the other side, you have uh, this one, skip school, do drugs, which is, it seems like advice from like an adult trying to warn kids about things and what not to do. We'll go to that local establishment and write things on the wall that you should not agree with. Skip school, do drugs, don't do that. Yeah, this is, this is more than a shithole, which um, is really unkind. Uh, but there's some positive uh, graffiti. Here it is. This is the home of the future from the past. Isn't that deep? Think about it, as Jeffy would say. Wow. I want one. Mm. Wow. I want what, one. What would you say the square footage on that bad boy is? About 800? 500? Oh, 300? Not, I, I, it's got to be like 300, I would say. 300 it is not square a lot of space. It would make a great office in this building. I mean, that couldn't be one reason why it really didn't work, could it? Yeah. I, it, here's a 300 square foot hole <laughs> that looks like an old spacecraft from Plan 9 from Outer Space. <laughs> um, hotel, the hotel with them would have been kind of cool. No, it would not have. No. Yeah, no, that would have been. No. That would, would not have. Cool. No. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's, it would have been mm -hmm. worked as a hotel room, I guess. I mean, they, one of the reasons, one of the things they we didn't get into was they said uh, they thought it was a good idea for ski resorts. So you'd put like, you know, a, sort of like you put a few of them on a, on a mountain uh, where there's not a hotel and you'd have a place for people to stay for a ski resort type of situation. I mean, you probably could have come up with a few uses. Can you heat them and cool them? I, I guess. I mean, they... they I'd like to see plastic. what it looks like with stuff in it, you yeah. know, with f finished, like with a bathroom, 
furniture. Yeah. It would Let's have to be like I would have liked to have seen what the guy who loves them uh, loves them. <laughs> yeah, what does his place look like? Because <laughs> you would ha they'd have to be bench seating on the wall because it was so it was so small. I mean, yeah. if you put anything in the middle of it, other than maybe you'd have to have a fold out table. I would assume like there there is not a lot of room in it. Literally made out of plastic. Yeah, it's made out of plastic. Probably not good for a tornado zone. <laughs> no, but they, it's funny. There's actually uh, this one is it's in Texas. It's right off the side of the highway. And I guess at one point it was uh, at a car dealership or something. And now it's just been left out to sit out there. Weird. It was not orange. Someone came and painted it several years ago. Oddly. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, but there's one other one that's actually. Hey, it, I think I'm going to go paint that Futuro home <laughs> sitting out there on the freeway. Yeah. The, the orange paint is Why? still sitting right next to the it's like <laughs> just some random person just what just came in and just painted the thing. Um, I guess it would have really been deteriorating and they wanted to do it. But uh, there's another one that's in use as a home a couple of towns away from this. Yeah. Oddly, there's only there's only 60 they think in the world. Most of them are gone now. Wow. Yet there's two of them within a few miles of each other in Texas, weird. and one of them still being used as a house. Really weird. Yeah, crazy. Triple eight seven two seven back. More patents too coming up. In uh, Rockwall. Rockwall's where the, the other one. Yeah. The, is that the uh, futurohouse.com is scrolling through all the ones that are still there. Oh really? Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess people are still buying them, but I don't know what you do with them. Other than Duke Dove segments like that, yeah, that's the best thing to do. <laughs> Triple eight seven two seven. Back. It's Pat and Stu, and uh, happy Earth Day to you. Uh, this is a special day because uh, it was a day created by a murderer. Uh, although, <laughs> although those who love Earth Day and celebrate it in an honest and real way, they claim, uh, no, no, it wasn't uh, Ira Einhorn who created it, who murdered his girlfriend and then, and then composted her in his closet. It wasn't him. It was actually Gaylord Nelson, Senator Gaylord Nelson, who mm. created Earth mm -hmm. Day. Uh, but uh, I have my doubts on that. Is he named after the hotel? I don't. I really don't know. I don't know, but it's a wonderful name. It's a, I'm sure he's a wonderful man, and, and it's uh, clearly a wonderful name. But it is Earth Day, and uh, it's also a day on which uh, we like to celebrate uh, Star Wars. I don't know why. Because Star Wars is still... It has nothing to do with the Earth. <laughs> it's actually one of the few exactly. things that really has Some other Earth. Yeah. It has to do with some other Earth. Uh, but today we wanted to talk, um, just to mess around here a little bit at the end, about a uh, brief history of Princess Leia's buns. Oh, good. Yeah. I don't, Big probably, not the, probably not the buns you're thinking of, however, uh, Jeffy. How do you know what buns I'm thinking uh, of? Two buns. How did George Lucas come up with Princess Leia's, you know, bun head? Mm -hmm. She had the two buns on, you know, Oh, you see those buns. Yeah, those buns. Mm -hmm. um, he pinched them from somewhere else. Uh, just like a lot of the other stuff on Star Wars. Two buns, one stone. A uh, possible inspiration for Leia's buns is Spain's Lady of Elche. The lady, carved from uh, delicate limestone, is uh, the bust of a supposed Iberian princess, some 2,500 years old. In addition to her intricate necklaces, she wears an elaborate headdress. It looks a bit like the Millennium Falcon stuck to either side of her head. Or the Millennial Falcon, Millennial that's what called it this morning. Yeah, but, but it's Millennium Falcon. But that's what it is, but Glenn uh -huh. called it Millennial Falcon. Did he call it Millennial? Yeah, he did. The Millennial Falcon? Yeah, people were pointing that out on Twitter okay. today. Uh, at World of Stew, by the way, if you'd like uh, to follow, at Pat and Stew. 
Did Lucas find his inspiration for both the falcon and Leia's hair in one trip to Madrid's National Archaeological Museum? We'll never know. He doesn't, mm. he doesn't talk about it. More likely candidate for Lucas's inspiration might be the young Native American women in the Hopi Nation of mm -hmm. the Southwest United States near Pancho Villa's uh, stomping grounds uh, who wore their hair in what was called squash bottom whorls. Pancho Villa, but so oh, just no, to save no. you from tw tw Twitter people. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, right after I'm criticizing Glenn. <laughs> uh, yeah, that is Pancho Villa. That, that does, make, that does mm -hmm. sound more uh, right. Yeah. It does sound more. Does. A little Pancho bit. Villa sounds like a good uh, Mexican-Italian yeah. place. Probably a nice place to eat. Where's the Pancho Where? Villa? Where? <laughs> uh, maybe buns in space. Though Leia's style of bun laid fairly dormant over the, last, uh, over the next 50 years or so. Um, the point, Heilman points out it did get a bit of play in the 1955 film, The Dam Busters, the remarkable story of the RAF's bouncing bombs of World War II. In the movie, they were worn on the head of scientist Barnes Wallace's wife. Uh, Lucas, Heilman claims, undoubtedly would have seen the film given that it inspired the Star Wars Battle of Yavin, one of the first rebel victories, and the one, geez, this, this is a guy who knows way too much Star Wars. Yeah, I know, it's the Battle of Yavin? Yeah, you're a little too deep for me. No, I, yeah, I can't mm -hmm. go there with you. I don't, I don't know that one. Um, before we end the show, can we get to this Jeb Bush clip? Are Please. you okay with us? This is a C2, guys, in this control room. Uh, Jeb, uh, and the, uh, for the Michael Medved show, listen to what he, he's actually complimenting the Obama administration. Is this the guy, if, is this the guy you want being your president? Um, I'm going to go with no. I'm going to um, say no. But if you're on the Jeb bandwagon, you might be interested to hear this clip. Uh, from him on the Michael Medved show. This is yesterday. If you were to look back at the last now seven years almost, what's been the best part of the Obama administration? What? I would say the best part of the Obama administration would be his continuance of the protections of the homeland using, you know, the big metadata programs, the NSA Good being gosh. enhanced advancing this, even though he never defends it, even though he never openly admits it, there has been mm -hmm. uh, a continuation of, of a very important service, which is mm. the first obligation, I think, of our national government is to keep us safe. And the technologies that now can be applied to make that so while protecting civil liberties are there. And he's, he's not abandoned them, even though there was some indication that he might. That's the best I can do. Uh, let me just tell you about that uh, Jeb Bush sound there that we just played. It's... Uh yeah, I would call that uh, uh, dumb. <laughs> I mean, are, are you? That's what you're going to praise is the metadata meta that they're collecting on every American citizen right now. It's like wow. you have a program wow. in which 315, 318 million people who are innocent of crimes are being uh, surveilled. Surveilled, yes. Uh, and you Stored. are saying that's the best part of a presidency. That that's tells you where he stands on the NSA metadata program, though, He right? loves it. He loves it. In fact, I guarantee if he gets in office, it's going to go a lot further than Obama. Better believe it. Mm -hmm. So uh, get ready. Yeah. There's your front runner, America. Oof. Your front runner. Not good. Yeah. Not good. See you Happy Earth Day. Happy Earth Day.